Hey friends, and welcome to the Wherever You Go podcast. My name is Sam Bauer, and I am a wife, mom, business owner, and lover of Jesus. My hope with this podcast is to inspire my listeners to listen to the dreams in their heart and become the person that God created you to be. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. It's a special Good Friday episode where I'm going to share a presentation that I was blessed to give this morning at a women's Good Friday breakfast. Happy Good Friday. This morning, I was blessed to be asked to speak at a women's breakfast at Cabot Methodist United Church in Cabot, PA. And a lot of the women came up to me after my presentation and asked if I would record this so that it could be shared. And so I'm going to record this as a special episode. And um, I just want to say thank you to all of those who encourage me to continue recording this podcast and continue sharing God's message um, because it's the encouragement is appreciated is what I will say. So here's the presentation that I gave this morning um, at the Good Friday breakfast at Cabot Methodist, Cabot United Methodist Church. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. When I was asked to speak today, my immediate response was to feel honored. But real quickly, then that feeling came over me, the feeling of being unqualified. Me? Speak at a Good Friday breakfast? What qualifications do I have to share a Good Friday message with other women of faith in a church on Good Friday, one of the most meaningful days of our Christian faith. And then I reminded myself, just like I do anytime I'm asked to do something that I don't feel worthy of doing, which is more often than I'd like to admit, that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And so I said, okay, God, let's do this. Shortly after I agreed to doing this, I was asked what topic I wanted to speak on. And almost too quickly, I blurted out that I'd like to speak about confident receiving. Now, that was not my response. That was the Holy Spirit. And I know it was the Holy Spirit because as soon as I said it, I wanted to put those words back in my mouth and come up with a topic that I'm actually really good at and not something that I've struggled with for as long as I can remember. And I'm still working hard at getting right in my own life. Confident receiving? What does that even mean? And I'll also tell you what I'm about to speak about confident receiving is not what I thought I was going to talk about a month ago when I agreed to speaking today about confident receiving. But here I am, called and so qualified to share with you a message about confident receiving that I apparently needed to hear so badly that God gave me the opportunity to spend a lot of time praying, planning, and now presenting on. God's funny that way, right? When I think about our faith, I'm so grateful. God loved us so incredibly much to send his son to live and die and rise again so that anyone who believes in this will get to live forever in heaven with him. And my bet is that most of the ladies in this room right now believe that. My bet is that that if you woke up 
got ready, and came to a Good Friday breakfast, you likely have some level of belief that Jesus is the Messiah, that he lived on this earth as a man, was crucified, buried, and rose on the third day. But my question for you today is not whether you believe that this all happened. My question is, are you truly receiving God's grace in your life here on earth? Are you living in the grace that God gifted to you by these incredible events? I think, especially as women, we are great at believing in God. We are great at believing in people that we love. We're even half decent in believing in complete strangers. You see, we are pretty good, at least most of the time, at giving grace to others. But how do we do at giving grace, God's grace, to ourselves? In my experience, we are great givers, but we are just not so hot when it comes to receiving. Have you ever tried to just give something away for free? A few years ago, the pastor of my church and I were out in the streets in Saxonburg at Mingle on Main, which for those of you who aren't from this area, it's like a street fair um, with lots of different vendors and local businesses and lots of really great food um, trucks come into town for it as well. And wouldn't you know that the lobster truck pulled up right next to our hot dog stand. (laughs) Now, this lobster truck is well known in our area. And I think a lot of people come to this Mingle on Main um, whenever they heard that the the lobster truck was going to be there so that they could get a lobster roll. So the line was getting really, really long for the lobster truck. And people were waiting like 35 to 45 minutes just to get a lobster roll. So, of course, our hot dogs got a little bit overlooked. (laughs) So my pastor said, Sam, we need to get rid of these hot dogs, whether we sell them or not, because you can't save a cooked hot dog, right? It just doesn't save. We we just need to get rid of these because we didn't want to throw them away. So we thought, let's go see if anyone in the line for the lobster line wants to have a snack while they wait. A lot of these people had kids with them who are getting impatient, uh, waiting in the line. And, you know, a kid's probably more likely to want to eat a hot dog than a lobster roll anyway. And a parent is probably a lot more likely to want to have a free hot dog than a $35 lobster roll. So we went and we offered the free hot dogs to people that were waiting in line for their kids or if they just wanted a snack while they waited. Um, And people were so weird about the free hot dogs. They would take them, but then they would feel obligated to give us money. Or they'd say no to the hot dog, then a few minutes later their child would run up to our table with a dollar and buy one from us. We genuinely just wanted to get rid of the hot dogs. We weren't going to try to get anything from this. And um, people would just not take the free gift. (laughs) Now, Now, in hindsight, you know, I look back and I think, Maybe it was strange to be giving away free hot dogs, but think about if you were one of the people standing in line at the lobster truck with your impatient kid waiting for a $35 lobster roll, and someone walks up to you and offers you a free hot dog to satisfy your child while you wait in line. How would you respond? Would it feel uncomfortable for you to take it? My bet is that it would feel a little uncomfortable for all of us. Why? So today, I want to challenge you all to shift some thinking. I want you to realize that receiving isn't about being greedy or coming off overly confident or even deserving the gift, but it is about fully stepping into who God created us to be. Let me ask you another question. When someone gives you a compliment, how do you respond? I love your outfit. Oh, I just got this on sale at Target, or this is old, or oh, I'm surprised it even still fits me. 
You look amazing. Oh, thanks, but I still need to lose 10 pounds. Or, ugh, look at these bags under my eyes. I'm so tired. Thank you so much for having us over. We really enjoyed ourselves. Ugh, thanks for coming, but so sorry we didn't get to clean up everything and that the house is a mess and that my kids were, you know, playing their, their musical instruments loud or, or running around doing whatever kids do. Are my favorite. Your kids are so polite. <laughs> are you serious? Are you talking about the right kids? My kids? You should see them at home. It's so hard to receive a compliment about your parenting, and I don't know why it is. But if we can't receive a compliment from a loved one, or an acquaintance, or a friend that we know from church, how on earth are we ever going to receive God's grace, the best and biggest free gift that you will ever receive? That God loves you enough to send his son to die for you because God wanted you to have eternal life. I want you to close your eyes right now and ask yourself the following questions. Do I feel worthy? Do I feel accepted? Do I feel qualified? Do I feel like I am enough? Do I feel truly loved? You can open your eyes now. You don't need to raise your hand or anything like that, but did anyone answer yes to all of those questions? If you did, you can probably leave. You don't need to be here for this presentation. But if you answered no to any or all of those questions, stick around. I've got some good news for you. My first and biggest piece of news is that God's grace doesn't depend on how you feel. It depends on his faithfulness and his faithfulness is perfect. God's grace doesn't depend on how this world makes you feel because we weren't made for this world. Let me ask you this question. How big is the God that you believe in? In your head, try to imagine the size of God. Can you even picture it? I asked my kids to do this and one of them responded, Mom, my head isn't big enough to picture how big God is. And I agreed. Because as humans, we simply cannot understand just how big our God is. Our God created light. He created the solar system. He created the earth, the land and the water and all that lives. Every species of animal and fish, every plant, all the way down to every single blade of grass. He designed every single thing down to each snowflake that falls in winter and every single flower that blooms in the spring. He created the sound of the roar of the lion, and he orchestrated every song that a bird sings, the sound of the creek flowing, the sound of the wind blowing, and he created you. He breathed you into life. You are quite literally God's breath. He designed your fingers and toes, your hair and your teeth. He designed your face and determined what your voice would sound like. He composed your feelings and emotions. He chose what gifts you would have specifically for his purpose. And he chose you. He chose to give you life. He chose you to believe in him and to believe in his son's resurrection so that he could send the Holy Spirit to live within you. He did all of this because he loves you. You are not just a child of God, which is ridiculously spectacular in itself, but you are the living breath of God. And if that's not enough, he sent a part of himself, the Holy Spirit, 
to dwell in your body, the body that he created. You say you believe in a big God, a sovereign God, a perfect God, a God who doesn't make mistakes. Then why, my friends, is it a constant struggle to receive his grace, to receive his love, to receive his free gift? You do not believe that God is big and great and perfect if you cannot receive the fact that you are one of his intentional creations, chosen to be a part of his amazingly perfect plan. Why is it so hard for you to believe that the God who created everything on this earth and beyond this earth also created you to be special, created you in his image, created you perfectly as you are for his amazing plan? Everything you have and everything you are is his. Close your eyes again and say the following to yourself. God created me. God chose me. God wants me. God seeks me. God qualifies me. God equips me. God loves me. Open your eyes. Didn't that go a whole lot better than the earlier exercise about how we feel? It's because this time I spoke God's truth to you, and God's truth is always better than this world's lies. The world is full of lies. But my friends, God did not create us for this world. He created us for his purpose in his kingdom. So doesn't it make sense that we start listening to God's truth instead of the lies that this world tells us? Today, as we observe Good Friday, when we think about the painful image of our Jesus hanging from a cross, nails piercing through his hands and feet, blood streaming down his beaten body from the crown of thorns placed upon his head, when our hearts break thinking about Mary weeping at the foot of the cross, my prayer is that you find comfort knowing that God loved you so much that he shared the end of the story with you already that you find hope in the truth that in three days we will celebrate that the stone was rolled away and Jesus arose, that he ascended into heaven, and that one day he will return again to perfect this fallen world. My prayer is that in the meantime, while you hope and you wait, that you will practice receiving God's grace, that you will remind yourself daily of God's truth, that you are worthy You are chosen, you are qualified, you are equipped, and you are loved. That you will recognize this world's lies for what they are. And when you start to feel unqualified, rejected, unappreciated, or doubtful, that you'll listen to the Holy Spirit inside you and know that you were created on purpose for something bigger than this world. You were created and chosen by a huge God who wants to spend eternity with you. And my hope is that the next time you receive a compliment, it goes a little more like this. I love your outfit. And you respond, thank you, it's one of my favorites. And you think, thank you God for providing me with clothes to wear. You look amazing. And you respond, I've been, thank you, I've been working hard at staying healthy. And you think, thank you, God, for giving me a strong body. Thank you so much for having us over. We had an amazing time. 
and you respond, thank you so much for coming. We loved having you. And you think, thank you, God, for providing me with a welcoming and loving home. And the next time someone offers you this compliment, your kids are so polite that you respond, thank you so much for noticing. We've been working hard on manners and I'll let them know that you said that. And you think, thank you, God, for trusting me with your children to teach and love and lead back to you. Friends, my hope is that this Easter weekend, as we celebrate the fulfillment of God's promise and we are filled with the hope of the next coming of Jesus, that you don't just believe it, but that you open yourself up to receiving the full gift of God's promise, that he did all of this because of his immense love for you. I'm going to end today as I end every podcast with Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Happy Easter, my friends.